I heard y'all got a, po- uh, 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 a little pod thing going on right here, so I guess we're going to have a little fun. Huh? Hey, what's up? What's up, y'all? This is BJ, the Chicago Kid. Hey, this is Cynthia from the NFL. E-40, the boy Omarion. Hi, this is JoJo. Young and me. What's up? This your boy, Lil Dick. Appreciate God, Kelly. Fat Joe. This is Langston Galloway. Tim Frazier. What's up, y'all? This is Marquette King. This is Cassidy Hubbard. John Cena. Here. Brandon Marshall from the Jets. Yo, yo, what up, what up? It's your boy, Young. This is Le'Veon Bell, a.k.a. The Juice. Dame Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers. Hi, this is Georgia Iceman Gervin, and you're listening to it. Billboard's Ballin' Out. Billboard's Ballin' Out. Yeah, I got it, I got it. Y'all listening to Billboard's Ballin' Out. Ballin' Out. Ballin' Out. Ballin' Out. Ballin' Out. Keep it locked right here. Billboard's Ballin' Out. Ballin' Out. Ballin' Out. You are now listening to Billboard's Ballin' Out. Shout out, Billboard. And you're listening to Ballin' Out. Thank God you're not looking at it. I worked my whole life for this one. Another Yo, 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 what's up? This is Adele. This is Natalie. And this is Ballin' Out with champagne on deck. With champagne on deck. Yes, we're popping a bottle. So by the time you hear this podcast, you will probably already know. Yes, you will definitely already know. So I'll let let Natalie explain the situation at hand. Okay, so on this, the day that we're recording, it is actually my last day at Billboard. (laughs) which is crazy. <laughs> I've been here for about two years, sort of a combination of internships, freelancing, and now full-time. And now I'm going to Bleacher Report hey. <laughs> to write about sports. NBD, people. NBD. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like the setup, you know, from Billboard <laughs> to Ballin' Out to Bleacher Report. I mean, they told me in my interview that they listened to the podcast. Hey. So, hey, Thank you, Bleacher Report, here. for listening yeah. to our ramblings. <laughs> But yeah, hopefully this is just not goodbye, but just see you later because we're gonna it's, it's just goodbye. we're gonna try and stop. I'm we're just being dramatic. Like revitalize it as a joint venture. So we'll see. Speaking it, it into existence. Yes, that's what yeah. 2017 is all because I can't give up Adele like that. I can't, I can't give up Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> we're hugging right now as no. we cry. And also Adele brought me this champagne, and so we're just we're just we're gonna, it up. We're just this is this is the bubbly that we said we would have done when we made when episode we made 10, 10 episodes and we didn't do it. Now we're almost 10 episodes late. <laughs> episode <laughs> but 19. Fine. But it's fine. But cheers to you cheers. for just making this happen with me. Because, as I said, hold on. <laughs> because I honestly don't even remember how this came together. We were just talking we about were just kinda talking. how sports and music go together. Yeah. Yeah. And how we need a podcast where two women talk about those topics Yep. And just go in. And now we've had so many amazing people on. We have. It's been like, it's been amazing. And it's been such a great learning experience for me, at mm-hmm. least. I've never done a podcast before. Same. And just. We were podcast virgins. <laughs> <laughs> Adele's going to make it weird. Um, <laughs> as always. But, <laughs> as always. But it's been great. And thank you guys for listening. And hopefully there's going to be much, much, much more bigger and better to come. Absolutely. So, I mean, with that, let's dive into our, to all the many things we have to talk I about. I know. I mean, this. it's been a couple of weeks since our last episode. 
and you know, there's some there's some major events that have yeah, happened. Just a, just, mm-hmm. a, just a thing called the Super Bowl. That yeah, you might have Super heard Bowl of. Fifty One. Might have heard might have happened. I don't just, know. If you know you the guys biggest know. event in TV history. Right. Or all the time. <laughs> Um, that thing. And Adele was actually there, casual, because she lives that jet set lifestyle. <laughs> and she gets to go and hang out with athletes and I'm actually stars. very exhausted, people. This is why if you <laughs> hear my voice, like, you know, dropping an octave, it's not because I'm hitting puberty. It's because <laughs> I've been traveling way too much. But yeah, Houston was amazing. Um, that was my second time there. Food is always good. The weather is even better. The people there are just the icing on the cake I really because they're go. so 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 sweet. Very like that southern hospitality is is true. And um, so yeah, I went in rooting for the Atlanta Falcons, going against yeah. the Patriots. You know, my favorite team. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Both of our favorite teams. And it was Anybody looking real good. Yeah, it, it was, was looking, looking so good in the beginning. I started befriending and high fiving all these different Atlanta Falcons fans. It was like we were a family, mind you. I'm a Jets fan, so <laughs> yeah, but they know that that doesn't really mean much. <laughs> so it, it just, just felt kidding. like you know everyone was just screaming, "Rise up, rise up!" Samuel yeah. L. Jackson did a whole thing that was cool. You had every Atlanta rapper in the building for right. the for the for the show, and Lady Gaga's performance was amazing. Um, getting to see her jump from the roof. It, it almost made me kind of scared of heights, <laughs> like just watching her do it. Um, and it was a very hot performance, literally, because of fire. You could feel like the heat oh coming God, from like the crazy. stage on the field. Um, but you Even know, on the field? Not on the field. I was like in section 100 something. Oh, okay. So that was like the closest I've ever been in any type of yeah, football sporting event. And so it was looking real good for ATL. And then. Tom Brady comes back in the second half, and I don't know. He's just like playing like a man possessed per usual. Yeah. And Patriots just dark. end up it was dark. End up taking it home, and it was the first ever halftime uh, that ever went down in the Super Bowl. Overtime. Overtime. Yeah. I, why did I say halftime? <laughs> overtime. See, now I'm getting my sports lingo all confused. But yeah, it was the first ever overtime. Yeah, it was for to the happen in the Super Patriots Bowl, and of course, back. Patriots obviously. And. I mean, that's that. I couldn't even hate on him anymore yeah. after that. You know, I've been, as you guys may have heard on this podcast many, many times, I'm definitely a Tom Brady and Patriots hater. <laughs> and at this rate, I was just like, I have to give him props. He did his job. He his did. job was to win, and Jeez. somehow he turned it around. Yeah, but in the it's second just half. they're so annoying. And it's <laughs> like everybody's painting it as this like victory over Goodell, which is like, okay, fine. Exactly. I mean, he's terrible but like Tom Brady winning is like it's just they're all white men together colluding and consolidating (laughs) power like I don't this doesn't feel like a win and he's still like making news stories about his missing Super Bowl jersey and it's like just relax like anyway yeah let's move on to happier topics aka New Orleans for the all-star game well talk about the Grammys too (laughs) that was like the little sandwich in between Super Bowl and uh all-star so if you guys uh, follow me, Adele, on, on social media, I was actually able to host the red carpet for the Grammys. And I think it was a great night because Chance the Rapper won three Grammys. I got to hug him twice. <laughs> <laughs> Almost one time per Grammy. <laughs> Almost one time per Grammy. Um, but the low point was just seeing well, you know what? I'm an Adele fan, so I can't even say that. But hey. I, I'm, I'm a fan of myself uh-huh. and a fan uh-huh. of Adele. And I really, really hoped and thought that Beyonce would have taken Everybody home thought the highest honor it. for Lemonade 
So that kind of sucked. But it's seeing just, Adele sucked paying to, like, homage see. to yeah, her. Yeah, but she just, I felt like that was sort of rote and like she did it out of obligation. You I think don't know. so? You don't yeah. think she was like sincere about it? I mean, I think she was, but if she really was sincere, she would have walked down and been like, here you go, you deserve this. That's true. You know, like, I don't know. I, well, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, or she or she could have done and said nothing at all. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? But she did. So I'll give her props. For, it felt for a little bit Macklemore, Kendrick. That's exactly what I thought of when I saw it, and it's not. Apparently, to say, he didn't even submit his album this exactly. year, which is actually like taking a you know that's like real action. You're yeah. like, I so don't. I think that there are more deserving exactly. people, so I'm not even going to submit my thing. But Natalie, that's just a report. So. Yeah, but Natalie did this amazing piece that Yay. was extremely woke. About the Grammys. Yeah, Thundercat and Terrace Martin yep. contributing to the piece. And I agree, you know, if hip hop wants to win, they gotta they gotta vote. Yeah, I mean I think it's like it's definitely complicated and the bureaucracy is so crazy because it's fourteen thousand voters. Mm-hmm. That's so many people. So you think and about there's no all cap, the- right? Or I don't think so. I think it's just like as many so like professional musicians as exist can like right. can do it. Um but yeah, it's it's a really complicated issue, and I think people boil it down, like they oversimplify it. They're like, mm-hmm. the academy is old and conservative, right. and so they're never gonna, you know, they're racist, they're right. never gonna pay attention to Beyonce. And it's like, it's more than that. And also, I mean, those are definitely parts of it, but I think it's also just structurally, it's hard to get anything that that's, that's that huge mm-hmm. to like reflect new trends. Right. You know, it's like moving a fucking cruise ship, yeah. you know? So it's, it's interesting. But yeah, check out the article if you're interested. It, it is online. And in book. In book and all of the good things. But yeah, we recovered from the Grammys. We recovered from the Super Bowl. And then Adele yeah. went to New Orleans for All-Star Weekend. Yeah, she's like, just been all over the place. Meanwhile, I've been sitting here in our office. Well, she's about to go to Puerto Rico and just live the life on the beach, which is what I really For like a well. day. <laughs> so. But it'll be good. New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. What can I say about the Big Easy? That was my first time there, and it just happened to coincide with Mardi Gras weekend. So you have people working for beads out there, honey. <laughs> working for those beads. Did you? I was not one of them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like this story. <laughs> and so, gosh, that was probably... Super Bowl weekend is crazy. It's known for its parties and just not sleeping. And I thought Houston just turned all the way up. And then I got to know and I was like, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Because Mardi Gras is insanity. Like, people do not sleep there. Like, you got horses all over the place, like, with cops. And then you got drunk people making stupid decisions, falling everywhere, getting beads, slipping on beads. Just... Carrying their drinks all willy nilly yep. in the streets. Yep. I was like, this feels Did you like get a Las daiquiri? Vegas. No, I got a hurricane. <laughs> there so, you go. Exactly. But I did not get that twisted. I did lose my phone, however. That was that was kind of a low point. And it's funny because I lost it the first night I got there, which was Friday night. It was like I went to Henny Palooza, texted my friend saying thank you <laughs> for getting us in. And then within five minutes on walking down Canal Street. I don't know where my phone went. So I'm like, this is, so now my, my old phone is somewhere lost in these Nola streets. Well, <laughs> RIP, never but so forget. So who were like, who was the funniest person you talked to like while you were there? I wouldn't say, funniest. Manny like Fresh. most random. Manny sure. Fresh is funny as hell because, and this is not to paint him as racist, but <laughs> I know what, 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 a, what a introduction. 
<laughs> but he looks at me and he goes, are you Korean? <laughs> Mind you, I'm Filipino. And he's like, can you make kimchi? And I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. Is this really happening? Like many fresh. You're talking one half of the big timers asking me if I'm Korean. I'm like, no, sir, I actually am not. He was kind of he was kind of digging into me a little bit because he saw that I had my laptop. So uh-huh. as a result of me not having my phone, I was walking around with my laptop. And shout out to Wi-Fi because that was the only way I was able to communicate <laughs> with the world and order an Uber. So <laughs> he was I didn't like, even know you could order an Uber. You can. Computer. You see, it's crazy. You like I, this is this is my first rodeo of losing my phone. I, I've I've lived through the struggle before, <laughs> but. Um, so I was talking to Manny Fresh and Birdman, separate separate interviews, but they did a big timers reunion. Um, casual, she got yeah. that Birdman interview, you know, <laughs> casual, just casual. whatever. I mean, it was literally wants. like a three minute interview, as yeah. as it always is. But right. um, you know, they just spoke about Little Wayne. Birdman vows that this Carter Five is really coming out, and he says that's his son, and he loves him, and you know. Everybody wants to do like a Young Money Cash Money reunion uh, tour, right. but there are just a few hurdles. Yeah, apparently, just... according to Birdman, Nicki Minaj really wants to do it. So, hmm. Manny Fresh says you're gonna need a lot of money because that's Is a it, lot of. Wasn't people. Lil Wayne just like fuck Cash Money? Hasn't exactly. he been saying that for a million years? And yeah. he's like Rock Nation exactly. and all this stuff. Like, exactly. So it's a very complicated relationship to say. Yeah. The but least. you were at the Lil Wayne. Show you so, were at the Hot Boys so, reunion, right? Yes. Yeah, so this was this is like this adds to with just LeBron the chaos. James. <laughs> yes. Casual. Yeah, I know, then. and I didn't have my phone to capture any of it. So did it happen? I don't it know. It did <laughs> happen. We're talking about it on the podcast right now. So it was a very last minute invite to the Beats by Dre party, and you had to wait until like one o'clock in the morning to see who the special surprise performance <sighs> was. But by the time I got to the party, people were already whispering like, "Oh, it's Little Wayne. It's Little Wayne." But I didn't realize he was going to bring out Manny Fresh, mm-hmm. Juvenile. Turk, make it a Hot Boys reunion, <laughs> Fat Joe, DJ Khaled, Rami Ma, and of course oh LeBron James. God. LeBron James, like, it was less than 24 hours before the All-Star game, and he, he is care. doing the <laughs> intro to, to the Hot Boys and saying, oh, I listened to them as I was growing up and all this stuff. Then you got Sir Kevin Durant coming into the fold <laughs> with his, like, with his white tea soaked from God knows what. I don't know whether it was sweat or some other liquidy substance, but he just comes into the dance floor and starts mobbing with everybody. And I'm like, this is really happening. Everybody was turned all the way up and wearing like suits and dresses and gowns. It was like a masquerade ball. Whoa, was crazy. But it's just so insane how it all came together. But that was probably one of the best parties I've ever been to, if not the best in my life. was it yeah. like a really big space or was it pretty small? Yeah, it kind of gave me Mariah Carey We Belong Together mansion vibes <laughs> a little bit. Um, I had heard that last year was actually at a mansion. Last year's Beats by Dre party was at a mansion where each room had like its own little different theme or activation. This one was more like they had palm readers, they had um, magicians, which my friend and I, we got there really early, so we got to catch like a magic show, and it was like a 15, 20 minute magic show for just me and my friend. So <laughs> shout out to Dante, <laughs> Dapper Dante, as I like to call him, but yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty lit. That sounds wild. The All-Star know. game itself was also pretty lit. I mean, the the most, the, the biggest highlight to me was seeing like Kevin Durant do an alley-oop to Russell Westbrook. Yeah. It was like, everybody's like, they're I was going to mention that <laughs> as part of our recap. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really funny because they were all, like, they have this like begrudging whatever thing going on. Yeah. Feud, like, I'm sure they I never guess. spoke that whole night, yeah. but 
you just do it for the people. You do it for the fans. Yeah. And I mean, they're professionals. You exactly. know? They're not going to, like, disrespect each other exactly. on the court. Yeah. I mean, the West All-Stars was just basically Golden State Warriors <laughs> right. and Russell Westbrook, <laughs> basically. But shout out to I Anthony Davis. I feel so Davis. sorry for him. Yeah. I know. I know. But... It's it's okay, you know. Westbrook is, is still it, out here. Is it okay? I don't he's know. He's still out here doing triple doubles. He's never and gonna get his else ring. To you ne- Well, who's to say? You never know. I don't know. I'm skeptical. I'd like to. I'd like to think that OKC could take it home. I'm, but come on. He's the only person. He scored 50 points and they still lost to the Warriors. No. Well, <laughs> yeah. Unless Golden State Warriors signs Westbrook. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, no. That'd just be too no, much for me to handle. No, that would be terrifying. That'd just be way too much for me to handle. You can't go there. You can't go there at it all. It is like the trade deadline is tomorrow, I think. Mm-hmm. So there's all the like last, like, yeah. last minute stuff. I think, like, like we had Boogie going to the yeah. Pelicans, which is crazy. DeMarcus Cousins leaving Sacramento. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what just, you just said. That's yeah. sorry. I'm here, guys. It's I okay. promise. You've um, been all over the world and back. I've been, <laughs> look, I'm going to pour you some more <laughs> stuff. And That's also, why my voice is going. Um, but, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Drake because we can't have an episode without talking Drake about Drake. Updates. I've been down so long, it look like up to me. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face. Um, In the midst of all this, you know, sports and music madness, he was nowhere he to be found. He was nowhere to be found, which is very uncharacteristic. He's, he's typically in the thick of all the parties. And, for his I boy mean, I thought, like, Houston, Super Bowl. He right. loves Houston. He loves oh, sports that's a lot. Crap. He had his pop-up shops. We talk, not, not, not pop-up shops, his pop-up parties. The oh, ballet. He did. he did have He did those. have them. I didn't get to go to them, oh, but okay. he did have those. But he wasn't there. I think he was there. Mm-mm. Okay, maybe He not. was in Europe. Okay, so maybe not. But Lil Wayne was definitely there. Gucci Mane was there. Migos okay. was there. The usual suspects, suspects <laughs> from OVO, too, as well. Um, but, yeah, he's just been out here touring. Yeah, I mean, And, it's, like, teasing that this More Life project is coming out. But we've been but talking we about this thing when, since, like, yeah, last since year. October? Literally. Yeah. Probably, um, but anyway, he went on OVO Radio, as he's wont to do, yep. and talked about his Grammy wins for Hotline uh, Bling, and he said he wished he hadn't even gotten them, because he was not like, I'm not, song. it's not a rap song. And well, he I'm was, glad he knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, good thing, good on Drake for being woke, and it's interesting, because in the course of doing this piece, I talked to Grammy people yeah. basically who are representing them they were like oh no 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 drake is just on tour that's the only reason that he's yeah. not at the grammys it doesn't have anything to do with like moral quandaries and i was like okay yeah and here's drake saying i'm a black artist i'm apparently a rapper even though hotline bling is not a rap song the only category that they can manage to fit me in is a rap category maybe because i've rapped in the past or because <laughs> i'm black so yeah that pretty much sets it in stone like i mean he says in the interview like i didn't even want to go you yeah. know, like, because... But it seems like a lot of hip-hop, or, well, right, mostly that's hip-hop I, artists don't want to go. Yeah, because they just don't see it as relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like... And they can't... The problem is, like, the Grammys need ratings. If they can't get people like Drake, they're not going to get ratings. Exactly. So it's like... It's anyway. all a cycle. A vicious, vicious cycle. But yeah, so Drake talks some shit about the Grammys. He doesn't no, care that he won for Hotline Bling, which... You know, it's a terrible song, so he shouldn't <laughs> care that he won. It's not a terrible song. It is a terrible song. It's a song. very infectious song. Uh-uh. I will say it's that. It's bad. Um, anyway, but what else was I going to say? Oh, because also in his sports life, 
his beloved Toronto Raptors traded for Serge Ibaka. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's because they're trying yeah, to make a playoff run. Yeah. And so he's like, he was just kind of languishing on the Magic. I was listening to a podcast about this. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> another podcast. Yes. People who are smarter about basketball than I am, and they were like, "This is a good move, and this means that they actually could like contend." Because it's hard in the East. Yeah. You, know, you have to get past the Cavs. Exactly. So. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. But he was Instagramming about that. He was yeah. like something about the six or some shit. Right. Who knows? His usual Toronto stuff. Exactly. But he's hyped. He's still paying attention, even though he's over on the other other side other of the continent. World. Yes. But yeah, more life, <laughs> more life eventually. But, but um, yeah, I mean, and then we have the down. injury report wow. too. I feel like we haven't even done this for a while. I know. Kind of it's been, been taking L's le- uh, recently, besides myself for losing my phone. <laughs> Again, for like the fifth time in my life. Um, <laughs> you are not on the injury report, Adele. Okay. So during All-Star Weekend, one of the biggest stories that came out of it was, it was like the most beautiful story because it was so random. Like Kyrie Irving apparently appeared on Richard Jefferson's podcast. Now, who knew that Richard Jefferson had a podcast? I did not. I didn't. I I should have been listening. It's like, you know, who knows what, he's out here like stepping on our turf and we don't even know about it. Um, Anyway, so he was on there and he was like, oh yeah, guys, the earth is flat. Like, Duh. It's definitely I'm getting flat. B.O.B. Like, flashbacks right now. I know, I know. <laughs> and it's like, he said it, he was just like, you guys need to read more about it. And he also said that, like, dinosaurs weren't real or, like, some shit. It was just like, okay, Kyrie. And so people found out about this right before, like, All-Star Game mm-hmm. Media Day. So people started asking him about it during their big press conferences. And he, like, was steadfastly like, yep, the earth is flat, like, blah, 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 blah. And everyone was like, oh, he's just doing this as a joke to show how the media is broken, yeah. whatever, whatever. And it's like, if he said it on Richard Jefferson's podcast, that's not, like, to right. fool the media. Yeah. He said it he initially, truly believes like, he that believed the it. earth is flat. What I've been taught is that the earth is round. Yes. But, I mean, if you really think about it from a landscape of the way we travel, the way we move, and the fact that can you really think of us rotating around the sun and all planets aligned, rotating in specific dates, being perpendicular with what's going on with these planets. Right. And then it turns out Draymond Green agrees with him. And also, but Draymond, as I was discussing with someone else, seems much more like the type to be a flatterer I know, truther yeah. than Kyrie, who actually seems pretty on top of yeah, it and like pretty course. smart. So. Anyway, it just became the question that everybody was asked all through All Star Weekend. Like, I think Thomas was like, "Uh, "It looks round." (laughs) And I was like, "That's legit, like real." Yeah, you know. Anyway, the globes in grade school weren't flat. (laughs) We're round. But see, it's just what they don't want you to know, Uh, Adele. It's an Illuminati conspiracy. You know what? I'm sure there are many conspiracy (laughs) theories out there about things that I believe to be true. Yes, too many. Anyway, it's an interesting moment. I hope I was thinking about Kaylani the whole time, which I know is probably gauche, but uh, <laughs> I was like, no. you couldn't be like, I wanted to do a Twitter poll. Ladies, could you be with a guy who believed the earth is flat? <laughs> like, that would be, you know, I, for me, I think that would be I a wish deal you breaker. Done it. But I would have definitely. I felt it. like it would be like offensive given the whole context yes. of their relationship. Yes, but yes, yes. Yeah. But, anyway, um, who else so. did we have on here? Oh, 
Well, Kevin Durant, who you already mentioned, who you were partying with at the Little Wayne concert. Oh, he and had like, a few yeah. digs directed his way. Hannibal Burris. Yeah, it was so funny. Who was staying at my hotel? Hey, <laughs> did you hang out with him? Nope. I just saw him randomly in the lobby. I'm like, that's I Hannibal actually saw Burris. him once randomly in New Orleans too. He is that <laughs> random guy who's everywhere. But if you look hard enough, probably. <laughs> um, but anyway. He was sort of helm. He was emceeing a NBA 2K tournament party, yep. party thing, yep. and Katie was playing, and he was losing. And Hannibal said, "If you lose this game, are you going to join their team next season?" <laughs> That's and it was fire. just like, "Yep, boom." And then when he was in Smoothie King, I think watching the skills challenge or something, he was introduced as OKC's own (laughs) Kevin Durant. And it was just like, and you see them in the video and he's like, what? What? (laughs) Wait, was this during, that could have been during the actual game. No, it was the skills part. I think it was on Saturday. Yeah, okay, got you. That one I missed. Before he was hanging out with you. See, he needed to let off some steam. That's why he was. That's why he went to the Beats by Dre party. And what's going on with the Falcons' Matt Ryan? I think we kind of covered it. I was just going to say, injury report, Matt Ryan took an L. Yeah. It was a pretty serious L. Yeah, it was. And I felt bad for him because he was <sighs> doing so well the whole season. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but... we should probably get into our interviews. So first up, we have R&B singer Seven Strader, who, who has collaborated with Chris Brown, Chris Brown many a times, including the song Don't Kill the Fun, which is my personal jam. And she released uh, the song Fallen featuring Ty Dolla Sign. But you also may remember her from making headlines last December when she was set to do the national anthem at a 76ers game yeah. in Philly. And she speaks very but, frankly about yeah. it. Yeah, and she uh, wore a We Matter t-shirt. And this was right in the heat of Colin Kaepernick taking a knee um, during the national yes. anthem. It was when uh, things were pretty fraught yeah. surrounding like messing with the anthem. Yep, politics and sports. And so... Um, you know, we kind of revisit that, and she talks about the aftermath and how everything went down, and basically turning a negative into a positive, yeah. which I loved. And then after that, we're going to go into some of my all-star interviews, um, including one that I did with John Batiste, who is a jazz musician and also the band leader of the Stephen Colbert Show, as well as CP3. He was not in yes. the actual all-star game, but he was doing good was in around. NOLA, yes. So... He was um, participating in this uh, in this community service event with DJ Khaled, John <laughs> Batiste, and they basically what a did a collective. I know like, what it's a, a very very random group, um, but it was for State Farm, and they basically did this uh, technology slash computer lab in a y- in the YMCA. They did like drills with the kids. Aww. It was very cute and. Um, they spoke about how, like during the interview, they spoke about how their first All-Star Games was actually the same one. So John Batiste performed at the 2008 NBA All-Star and oh, CP3 was like, that's that. actually my first, that was that's actually crazy. my first All-Star Game. So they kind of had a bro moment at that point um, during my interview. So it was really good. Um, and then that is it. <laughs> no. This is oh where God. I start just bawling into the microphone. No. Balling, not balling. Balling out. <laughs> The A-W-L-I-N. But here are the interviews. Welcome to Ballin' Out. Thank you so much. So you recently dropped a new song, Fallen, with Ty Dolla Sign. Talk about how that collaboration came about. Yeah. Oh, man, that... 
Well, first of all, I'm a huge fan of, of Ty's, like, always been. He's super dope, and we've collaborated on things on, you know, albums before. So when it came time to do my album and um, specifically this song, Fallen, literally, he was just perfect for it. Like, I couldn't ask for um, a better feature. He just, he brought, brought the edge, you know, that I wanted, and, like, he just stayed very true to Ty. You know what I mean? So... We noticed the new edition interpolation. Was that like purposely timed with the miniseries? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, we did Fallen a minute ago before we even knew, um, you know, about, you know, even the, the movie coming out and all of that. But of course, you know, um, Cam Wallace, who did the song and myself, like, I mean, who's a new edition fan? Yeah. Right. Um, it was perfect to pay homage to them, you know, as, as well. So that was, it was kind of like, it ended up being perfect, especially with the timing of us putting it out. And yeah. And being so amazing. Definitely. So you checked it out? Oh, man, I did. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so amazed at how well they cast the film. Even from like little boys to, um, you know, the older versions of themselves. And one of them who played Bobby Brown, his name is Woody McClendon. Dance. I'm extremely proud of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, could you repeat that last line you cut out just a little bit? You said that there was a character who played Bobby Brown? Yeah. Um, one of the characters in the movie, one of the guys who played Bobby Brown, his name was Woody McLean. And Woody, that's me. Which is, it's, it's just amazing to watch him grow as a, um, just as an artist in general. I'm really proud of him. I mean, everybody in on that series was on point. It's, I almost feel like I wish there was more to yes. the mini series. <laughs> <laughs> right, me too. Even like little, like I'm obsessed with little kids. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it's like they 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 were such little stars. They killed. It's hard to resist kids who are singing and dancing. I mean, this is sort of a universal truth, <laughs> I think, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and I know you're gearing up for your album, which is slated for the spring. Um, you know, what's what's the difference between that and the EP that you put out call, uh, called Call Me Crazy? But Man, um, well, the difference, I will say this. Um, there isn't much of a difference in terms of how I approach my music. I, you know, I know even though, you know, EPs may have seven songs or, or, or less um, and I'll have more but I still approach all of my music music the same way and I try to approach it you know just truthfully I try to be as honest and raw and um, you know as real as I possibly can and give it all my 120% effort um, but with the album with Girl Disrupted for one you're getting way more songs um, and I feel like which it allows me to touch on just more of what we just go through as people. Um, you know, my ETs, you may have heard me talk about um, you know, me or, um, or get to kind of go through it in those EPs as well. But with the album, I feel like literally every single emotion. Like, I have a song on there called um, Everything in Me, which talks about the point in your life where you are. Uh, you know, you have been hurt by somebody, but literally it's the moment where you could be petty, you could be spiteful, you could get them back, but 
you know, it's a place in throat and it's saying, you know, it's taken everything in me to not do what you did to me. And so um, the difference in my album and my EPs is that I really get to dive a little bit more into, you know, really. Yeah, definitely. No, that sounds, that sounds good. I mean, I think both Adele and I are always fans of the R&B jams, so. <laughs> this is true. Oh, we'll both be looking Thanks. forward to that. Are there any other artists with Thanks. new stuff out right now that you've been checking out? Say that one more time. Are there any, the yeah, definitely. Are there any artists with new stuff out right now that you've been checking out that you've been into? Um, I definitely love, I love, I mean, it's not new, new to me, but I love Ro James. Um, I love Black. Um, I just, sheesh, I feel like those are the only two I'm listening to. Right <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Problems <laughs> in the gym. Yeah. Can't deny it. But they're um, just super, super talented, man. And um, I like to text them. I just, so, um, when he was here in LA and he ended up pulling me on stage and having me sing permission with him, which I was, I was like, that's my friend. So I was happy for him. But at the same time, I, I like to be fans of my friends. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. Um, um, I, I swear to God, I like that's like the best feeling because, you know, just to be a fan of, of, you know, their artistry, like, you know, Rose had a great concert. Um, the other night and to be able to be in the audience and sing the songs like a fan and then it's almost like having one of your favorite artists pull you on stage to sing with them so it's nice to be you know fans of your friends and I was actually texting Black the other day <clears throat> and you know we were talking about working together in the future and how we were both um, fans of uh, each other's songwriting so you know I mean I really I really dig artists who you know really get into what they do and they're involved in from the writing to the, to the visual to all that I'm yeah. on that kick right now those two definitely yeah I mean I was doing a little bit of research and I think people might not have realized that you actually wrote one of Ariana Grande's like breakout hits The Way and I think it's kind of interesting because yeah. that was like the Mac Miller collab that like foretold their relationship <laughs> did you see that coming at all? oh man <laughs> I wish um, I wish I could have been there, but I wasn't. I just remember being really happy with the way that um, that the record turned out because they both killed it. Yeah, it's a great song. I I love that song. Um, so diving into the sports stuff a little bit, just because that's sort of what we're about to. You're from Florida originally, I know. Um, who are your teams? Mm -hmm. Oh man, my teams. Okay, so this is the thing, and people always laugh at me. But, um, you know, growing up, it was always Orlando in terms mm -hmm. of basketball magic. But then as I got older, and I hate to say it, and Shaq wasn't with Orlando anymore, or <laughs> Penny Hardaway, who I grew up <laughs> watching play, he wasn't there anymore. I kind of like Jeff Schiffer went to Miami, just to <laughs> Like, don't tell them, but that'll be our little secret. So, I've always like, man, I wish I could have a basketball jersey that's half Orlando, half Miami. <laughs> I wish, really wish I could have. I mean, who could blame you, really? Um, are you a football fan yeah. at all or just NBA? Um, You know what? No, I, I love sports in general. Um, I actually end up 
maybe this is not right, but I end up, I love um, high school and college football. Sometimes I feel like a little bit more, or sports in general, because I feel like, um, you know, at the end of those, they're out there playing just for the love of it and for it, just for the heart. You know what I mean? When you yeah. get up there and you're playing professionally, sometimes, you know, um, in, because they have to be concerned about it, you know, you're concerned about being hurt and, you know, for sure. money and that adds a different type of stress. But I love it when people are um, at this point in their lives, this stage in their lives where they're doing things genuinely just because they love it and they don't have to, me included. You know what I mean? Sometimes um, the further you get along and further you advance in your career, um, it, 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 you kind of miss your old days where you just kind of did a stretch for me. Right. <laughs> um, so sometimes I enjoy, I like um, the Florida Gators. I love, you know, a lot of Gators. Um, you know, my Seminole fans of Florida will kill me for saying that. <laughs> I mean, I know, like, in Florida, it's crazy and, um, down there. It's like a whole other yeah. level. We don't have the same kind of vibe up here in New York. Mm-hmm. It's a different thing. Oh, my God. It's literally, it's war. Like, really, really war. Like, I mean, you go to high schools, and entire high schools are split down the center. Either you are a gator oh, or wow. you're a seminal. Like, it's crazy. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, but in terms of professional um, football, my dad has been a lifelong Raiders fan, and I promise him, um, <laughs> this year, before even before they started winning, I promised him, I said, you know, Dad, all my life you've been a Raiders fan, and all my life they stuck. <laughs> <laughs> you kept it so real. I love but it. I said, you know what? Just because I'm your daughter, I told Michelle, I said, Dad, I'm going to jump on the Raiders. I'm, just gonna be, I'm a Raiders football fan from here on out. This is before they actually started winning. And he was like, okay. I was like, Dad, we're going to go to the game. We're going to be in the black hole. Aww. I'm going to paint my face. So black and really go do that. Thing. <laughs> oh, I love that's it. amazing. <laughs> I mean, like the Raiders are a really fun yeah. team right now. I feel like so that's not a bad bandwagon to be on. They are. That's hilarious. They are. My dad is a happy, happy camper right now. <laughs> of course, He's happy as he should be. And then going back a little bit to basketball, um, I know that you got to sing at Allen Iverson's Hall of Fame night last December. Did you get a chance to meet with him and mm-hmm. talk to him? Did I get a chance? You want to hear that story? Okay, <laughs> yes, <laughs> please, I do. <laughs> so, like, so me, me and one of my fans, Brittany, she's super duper obsessed with Iverson. Um, like, too, so much so, like, I can't even say that I love him too much because she'll get jealous. But <laughs> we, um, we got our seats and we knew we were going to be there. And it was after I saw the anthem. And he came on the court. They did the whole, you know, halftime thing for him. And then he was leaving out from the other side of the um, the, the gym. And uh, we were both like, we gotta find him. Can we have, we cannot leave without taking a picture of 100%. So we got up, we stuck in the, in the back and like, I don't even know how we found the people there who were actually, they were there, who worked for the arena, who um, were helping us the entire day. Uh, we it ran into one of them, and they're like, "Hi, you guys good?" And we're like, "Yeah, we, you know, listen, we just, we just really want to be Irishmen." <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, okay, okay." So long story short, it ended up getting worked out, but we definitely like, we were bobbing and weaving in that arena because <laughs> we weren't leaving without pictures. But it's AI, you, we just had to. And uh, meeting him was super dope. He was, he was just super cool, real cool, and. Um, 
I remember I was like, yeah, like now when we take this picture, we got to take this one like, you know, like we hard. Like, yeah, and he was like, <laughs> like what? Like, how you do that? Like, how you do that? <laughs> but it ended up being a really dope picture, and that ended up being the one that I that I that I posted. Man, like I super appreciate it. He was super. I'm like, he's just great. Forever, just one of the greats. Of course, definitely. You got to meet a Hall of Famer. What more can you ask for? <laughs> exactly Um, and also I mean going back kind of to the anthem I know there was some like there was some issues last fall just I know around the time that Colin Kaepernick was taking a stand by you know taking a knee during the national anthem like you decided Mm -hmm. to wear a shirt that said we matter to sing at a 76ers game and they didn't right. wind up having you sing that night. Can you tell us a little bit about how the aftermath of that has played out? Uh, well, I mean, the after aftermath ended up being really beautiful, um, but the immediately aftermath was a little difficult, a little tough to go through. You know, um, you know, not to you know to be not to sing um, the national anthem uh, just because of my shirt. Mm-hmm. Was um it was disheartening it 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 like it it literally broke me in little places that I I had never really felt heartache before I had never gone gone through anything like that um just uh, anything like that and it, and to go online and to read the um, racial slurs that were being Jeez. used to describe me and things like that like I I was kind of out of it for a little minute like I had to put my phone down and like not um you know buy into it and know that what i had on my shirt um was promoting peace and positivity um so you know the after aftermath of all of that the 76 is coming back and apologizing and us coming together and doing uh really amazing things for some some boys and girls club kids that are there in Philadelphia. Like they came to the arena the day that I came back. Um, they were able to like get basketball lessons from a lot of the instructors there. I played basketball with them and <laughs> I can't even play basketball. Um, <laughs> and they, um, you know, we surprised them. The 76 and I surprised them um, and got them like five different things on there. Christmas list so like 15 kids and they all got early Christmas presents Aww. and like really nice ones you know sneakers and drones and iPads and um, all types of things and to sit there with those kids on, those, on that court when they were opening those presents and to hear this one little girl say she was like ain't nobody ever did nothing like this for us before you Aww. know what I mean like that it literally erased everything else that I had gone through emotionally with that entire ordeal and replaced it with such joy for those kids. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's really admirable that you were able to take the situation and turn it into something positive. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I think a lot of people, Mm -hmm. if they had been in your shoes, they would have just been like, screw that. I'm not having anything else to do with these people. But I'm, that's great. I I can't even imagine. It's about, it's about, um, you got to, you know, I don't believe in holding grudges, especially when people people apologize. And um, sometimes it's about you know being the bigger not yeah being the bigger person sometimes and and, and letting your pride go and saying okay well this bad thing happened this time but 
if your motives are pure when you stand for anything, you stand for something, then they're still going to be pure even afterwards. So um, all that did was just brought more awareness to something that was so pure and genuine. You understand? Definitely. Definitely. No, it's so important. And I think just for people to continue to do things like that, to take a stand when it might not be easy, I think is all we can really hope Mm -hmm. for in the future, you know? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, And then uh, before we let you go, um, you know, one of your very close collaborators has been in the news, uh, Chris Brown, and uh, we just wanted to know, like, as someone who knows him personally, has worked with him, you know, what, what is kind of your message to him and have you been able to talk to him recently through, you know, some of the hard times that he's been going through? Um, you know what, I, I, <clears throat> when any of my friends are going through, through anything, I'm always that girl that will say, look, you know, I'm praying for you, God is with you, and I, I'm, I'm the gift, I give my friends space. I'm not the, I'm not gonna call you a million times, I'm not that girl, because cause when I'm going through things, I, I, that's how I am. I would much rather just, you know, send your well wishes or let me deal with things on my own. And so that's how I tend to treat, you know, all of my friends, my friends and my family members. So with him, it's no different. Um, you know, always praying for him, want the best for him. And, um, you know, I give him this, give him this, his space. For sure. Well, you know, we're looking forward to the album coming out in yes, spring. Yes, definitely. And uh, thank you so much for your time yeah. today. Okay, and now we've got Chris Paul and John Batiste. We are here at a very special event with MBA Cares, Chris Paul Family Foundation, and State Farm. What was the most rewarding experience so far today? Wow, today for me the most rewarding experience is, again, being back in my hometown. Uh, having the honor last time in 2008 I played the halftime show here and now participating in the community but also you know getting with Chris what year? what year? in 08 in 08? yeah wow 18 years old that was my first that was my first all-star game Word. Wow. first time I played an all-star game dig that yeah. that's, <laughs> that's why not to cut but that's why I was so crazy in 2008 right so drafted 05 05, 06, 06, 07. Mm-hmm. Those two years, we played in Oklahoma because mm-hmm. of the storm. So our first year back was that 08 year, and me and David West played in the All-Star game here, and we were number one in the West, and Byron Scott was the coach. Wow, man. man. So yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's I didn't even know that you played halftime. What? We just I, put that together. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Look at that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So most rewarding uh, part for you? Um, Just... Uh, I mean, seeing and talking to to the people. Um, we've been talking about it all day, but it's the people that make this city what it is. You know what I mean? It's not uh, a po' boy. It's not the beignets. It's not all the good gumbo and food and stuff like that. That's part of the culture. But the people are what make New Orleans what it is. You know what I mean? So, um, what I'm is the, it about the people? 
Uh, I think it's the the genuine love and caring that people have. Like, you don't meet a stranger. You know, yeah. you walking down like when somebody asks you how you doing, like they really mean it. You know, and it's mm -hmm. not. You know, there's some cities you can go to and you can walk past people and not even exist. Probably where you at now, like yeah. people just so. But here is. You know what I mean? If you if you're hungry and you walking down the street, somebody gonna be like, "You want something to eat, baby?" Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's and it's genuine, and uh, you don't find that everywhere, and that's what makes the city what it is. I'm from New York, so I totally get it. I came mm -hmm. here; it's a different, it's a completely different city. Um, talk to me about the first time you both were inspired to give back to your communities. Well, for me, I grew up around people who gave back through education. Uh, one of my greatest mentors, the late Alvin Baptiste, who was a family member of mine, and a um, great educator for the last 40 years of musicians out of New Orleans. And he would go to schools everywhere he went on the road. He was in his 70s, be on the road touring, be in Brazil, be overseas and find a place to go, find a school to, to, to visit for free, not getting paid to teach. So for me, first through music education, I saw that there was a way for me to give back and um, I don't have to have much all I have to do is bring my instrument <laughs> and then I think moving to New York and New York you know such a global city culture is um, everywhere in the world is in one place compressed together so there's a lot of opportunities to collaborate across different styles of music and across different forms of media different disciplines like Chris you know He's an athlete, I'm a musician, but we can come together and give back. And that's a beautiful thing about developing a craft or developing a skill. You don't have to have a whole lot of money to give back. So that I'm inspired by people who not just give money, but give their time. For you, CP. Yeah, for me, um, you know, growing up in the church and around my family, it was always about service. It was all always about giving back and helping others. And, my late grandfather had the first African-American-owned uh, gas station in North Carolina. So that's where I worked every summer. Like, I was at a gas station working, and I always got a chance to see uh, my parents if we were at the soup kitchen or different things like that. And so then when I got into the NBA and finally felt like I was in a position to help others and to give back. And the biggest thing that I've learned throughout the entire time is the thing that John said at the end is that <clears throat> everyone always thinks it's about the money which it definitely takes dollars in order to uh, impact certain areas. But the thing that these kids want more than any dollar bill, because these kids in here have no idea how much it costs to do this learning center. What these kids want more than anything is the time. Is the time, and the most valuable thing that any of us have is time, because it's easy to write a check. Mm -hmm. It's easy to write a check and say here, but when these kids see you coming yourself and giving up yourself and your time, I think that's the most valuable thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, being from Billboard, I have to ask about music. So what is your current motivational anthem and why? Wow. Motivational anthem. I'm always listening to um, We Shall Overcome. Mm -hmm. To me, that's actually one of my favorite songs. It, um, it, it can apply to a spiritual journey. Right. It can apply to, you know, it applied to the civil rights movement. It can apply to any personal struggle that you may be having. You could be trying to go to the gym more, <laughs> anything. And um, for me, it, it's just such a deep, deep song 
that I oftentimes think about that, even if I'm not actively listening to it. Uh, that's that's a song that I carry with me. Right. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I probably got too crazy. Like I can't ever put my phone like on shuffle, right? Because you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a bunch of Kirk Franklin, mm-hmm. then you might hear Chain, you might hear Two Chains, <laughs> and it might go to Yolanda Adams, might go to Donnie McCurkin. But mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of gospel music, a lot of gospel music. So. I, I literally, like right now, Chance the Rapper, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, which is crazy, because uh, it's crazy. I had a chance to meet him this summer and met him and his dad or whatnot, so the way he puts, you know, that hip-hop together with, you know, gospel music and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that is right up my alley. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Is there a specific song right now that, like, just gets um, you through things? Like, probably, like, uh, that How Great Thou Art, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, which is, like, a gospel song, mm-hmm. but is... You know what I mean? It's a different twist on it. Like my parents, like my dad, like my, like I've been in church all day, every day since I was a kid. So to let my dad hear some of that was, yeah, was you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. like his crazy. performance at the Grammys. Like I kept like rewinding. <laughs> I kept rewinding it because <laughs> Kirk Franklin. I've been listening to him since I was. Both Grammy winners too. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Both yeah. Grammy winners. And Tamala Mann sang too. Oh yeah. man. So yeah. So. Bringing the Grammys to church. Um, and then yeah, lastly, yeah. Uh, so DJ Khaled is performing at the Neighborhood Sessions concert as well yeah. as you are. Um, what is a major key that you have learned from just being with him today? Who? Oh, Khaled. Khaled. Uh, the major key. Um, Khaled is such a people person. You know what I mean? Like, we were all on the court, and if you see him, he just walked over in the crowd with the kids. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's that's mm-hmm. genuine. That's <laughs> genuine. That's not scripted. That's not somebody telling you to do something. That's just um, how you know his energy. Yeah. That's why his energy yeah. is, is 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. His energy is dope. I, f- I feel like he's one of the people who also has this kind of tunnel vision focus that you can see even when we were shooting around. <laughs> He would focus on it like this is the only thing that matters in the world right now. Right now. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, we're on free throws. I'm up. And he shot. <laughs> he was shooting threes. He was, he's like pushing himself. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's why, that's, people don't, that's why people don't realize, too, like why we can come together and do stuff like that. Because even though it was two totally different uh, elements, whether it's sports, entertainment, mm-hmm. there's a, a common interest, common interest where there's a focus mm-hmm. and there's a there's a like competitiveness and there's a will to want to be great at something and that's what you you share in common yeah for sure well thank you guys so much for your time today magnify magnify lift it on high spit a spotify to qualify a spot on his side i cannot modify ratify my mama made me apple pies lullabies and alibis the book don't end with malachi and that was episode 19 yeah we couldn't even make it to 20 we're close okay episode 19 it's fine so that was episode 19 of Ball This one's super jam-packed out. with many events. Though. Yeah, so. too, too much too much to handle. But, Natalie, this isn't goodbye. Yeah, see you later. This is a see you later. I mean, I'm still going to bother her every single day when Mariah Carey does something. You know, <laughs> like, I'm just going to have to keep texting her. And I'm going to Or anytime Marshawn Lynch does something. Yes. It's either Marshawn or, or Mariah. Or, or Sierra. Or Mike Will made it. Yes. <laughs> yes. My best friend, or Mike Will Seahawks. made it. Or the Seahawks, or the Jets. Or and not so much about <laughs> no. the Jets. 
let's not talk about the Jets right now. They both them and the Knicks, they just doing the most right now. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin with that. So we'll keep that out of this podcast. Yeah. But thank you for the memories. Thank you. And on to bigger and better things at yes. Bleacher Report. Thank you, Adele. You're gonna keep Adele's gonna literally running billboard within like three months. <laughs> no, so just it. don't get it twisted. Keep an eye on her, and we will hopefully I don't think be I back. Have the capacity to do very, that. very, very soon. But we have the whole archives for you to, to keep you busy in the yes. meantime. All yeah. of our very festive just interviews. You know, they're yeah. timeless. Timeless. They are. They are. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so so much for listening. Thank you. And and hopefully see you guys soon. Yep. Peace. My whole life for this one. Another one. Another one. Another one. DJ Kelly. Shining, 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 yeah.